Anybody enjoying at the movies so far? It's been a blessing to you, hopefully. And we're continuing that today, part three of a series. We've got a couple more weeks after this as well. And we've got another great movie lined up for you today. We're going to watch a few clips and talk about it together. But what we're doing, if maybe this is your first time here, you don't uh, really understand why we're doing this. Uh, really, we believe that uh, sometimes, how many of you are visual learners? Come on, somebody. I, I like to see things. I'm a visual person. And so whenever we can see a story or we can see something play out, sometimes it helps us, rely, it helps us relate things to our lives and how we can apply it to our lives. And so even Jesus, when he was teaching, if you read through the Bible, he would, he would tell a story and then explain the story a lot of times to help people understand what it is he was trying to say. And so that's really the goal uh, through these clips and these movies that we're watching is that we can pull a few things out every single week and we can learn how to apply those things to our lives and learn some lessons and some things and how we can even get closer in our relationship with God, our relationship with others. And so today uh, we're continuing that and we've got a movie that is called Instant Family. Come on, how many of you have seen Instant Family? Anybody seen Instant Family in the room today? A few of you, those of you that have not, uh, you're in for a treat today. Once again, I want to let you know that Impact Church does not endorse all things in all movies that we show here at church. And so I uh, want you to know that if you decide to go watch this movie at a later date, we did not endorse this movie. We just wanted to show you a few clips that have been edited for your viewing pleasure. <laughs> So that we can, so that we can pull a few things out and learn something from it. So uh, enjoy clip one of Instant Family. We flipped five houses this year, and I'm starting to turn down design work. I always thought that I'd be a mom someday. I think I'm ready. Great. Now you're ready, and by the time the kid's 16, I'm going to be one of those old dads like Brian Henderson's dad. Hey, Dad. What's up, son? Hey, Mr. Henderson! Go long! <laughs> dad? You killed my dad! Hey, hey, Dad, wake up, wake up, wake up! You did not kill Mr. Hendrickson. And you're not that old. Here's an idea. What if we adopt a five-year-old? Oh, you okay? Hey, what's the matter? Nothing. I was just thinking about what you said about adopting a five-year-old. I said that? Yeah. I was totally, I was joking. I know. It's kind of crazy, but it just got me thinking, and there's so many kids in foster care, and I found this adoption agency, and they're having an orientation next week. Oh, no, 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 week. don't show me that. I don't want to see those little faces. I'm trying to break my heart, I just got home from work. Ellie, people who take in foster kids are really special. These are the kind of people who volunteer when it's not even a holiday. Right, we don't even volunteer on a holiday. Well, what if there was, like, a disaster? What, like a dirty bomb? Whatever. And, like, there's a little kid who ends up on our doorstep. Are we going to turn her away because we're not special enough? Well, that would depend. I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I mean, our food rations, the blast radius. Al, you can't take some offhanded remark I made and turn it into a crazy life decision. It was a joke. Yeah. I know, I just, you're right. You shouldn't be pushed into something that you don't want to do. That's just a nice thought. Good night. 
I don't want to make any more jokes like that. Right? Hey, you want to watch a little fixer-upper? Can't buy these pita chips anymore. They're way too spicy. I'm getting my nose watering. Pete, Ellie, hey, you made it. Hi. Sign in and take this form with you, and write down the name of any kids you meet that you might be interested in. Really? That's how this works? Yeah, I can feel a little like shopping for kids. It's messed up, I know, but the county puts these on because they can match a lot of kids and parents quickly. Look at the big kids over there. Breaks my heart. Most folks want nothing to do with teenagers. Of course, if you two thought you could make room for an older child. Um, we are terrible people. I'm sorry. You're not terrible. Now get on in there and find you a family. Go on. Well, this little guy's all by himself. You want to go say hi? Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Sorry. Hey, sorry. So sorry. Occupied. Occupied. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, 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 You know what? I'm going over there. Pete, what are you doing? Look at them over there. I mean, everybody's hey, avoiding... Hey, Pete, 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 just wait. I know, what? I know. I, I think it's awful. But they're teenagers, okay? They use drugs, and they watch people playing video games on YouTube. We're not equipped for any of that. What do we have to be equipped for? I'm just going to say hello. I know. Okay? I don't think we should do that. Excuse me? Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. Just, uh, why we can all hear you. Uh, you know, we appreciate the concern, but there's really no need to go pity crazy, you know? We know how this works. So just go on. It's okay. Go mingle with the kitties and uh, don't give it another thought, okay? Have a good day, folks. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> so when... Uh... Pete and Ellie decide that they want to start a family. As you kind of see in the beginning of this movie, they decide they want to go the route of foster care adoption. And so they're going to uh, try to take a child into their home and foster with the, with the option and opportunity to adopt that child later. And so they go to this fair uh, where they're going to pick out a child to foster and potentially adopt. And most of the time, uh, as the movie leads us to believe that 
most of the time when, when people go to this, they usually are picking the younger kids, you know, like we want a, a, a five-year-old, we want a three-year-old, we want a, you know, a seven-year-old. They look for the younger kids, and the teenagers a lot of times get overlooked. As you can see in this movie, in this portrayal, the teenagers are all off to themselves uh, because they know how this works, right? We know how this works. You're going to come here. You're all going to mingle with the little kids. Nobody's really going to want anything to do with us. And so we'll just hang out over here. You do your thing. And then after this is over, we'll go back to wherever it is that we need to go. And teenagers sometimes struggle with behavioral problems as a result of this, as Pete and Ellie would discover later in the movie. And I wonder today, I want to ask you this question uh, as it pertains to this idea of being chosen or being loved, I wonder if you've ever felt like there was no way that God could ever love you. I wonder if there's anybody here today who's ever felt like God could never choose you. You ever struggled in your mind? And I know what the church answer is. The church, oh, we just, I know God loves me. I know, But I'm talking about at 2 in the morning when you're awake laying in your bed and you're wondering and your mind's wondering, have you ever had the thought, I wonder if God would could ever really choose me? I wonder if because of what I've done, God even still loves me. Because maybe, maybe you used to have this revelation that God loved you and God chose you and, and, and had a great plan for your life. And then somewhere along the way, you made a decision, you did something, you went somewhere, something happened in your life, and now you're not quite sure if God even loves you anymore or if God would choose you again or if what you felt like in the beginning it was that God was, was, was uh, purposed for your life, if it can even be your purpose anymore. If it can even be something, come on, some of us are struggling in the room today, I believe, that this is what I feel like God wanted me to do. But because of the life that I lived over the last three years, five years, ten years, I don't even think, I think I've disqualified myself from even fulfilling God's purpose for my life. And I don't feel like God can love me. God doesn't love me anymore. God doesn't choose me anymore because I've messed up too much. I've, I've, I've gone too far in the opposite direction for God to use me or choose me. Or to love me. Here's the truth today, and I want to look at a few verses. The truth today, before we read this, is that God loves you no matter what you've done. If you leave here and you don't hear anything else today, you know that when you walk out of here today, that God loves you no matter where you came from, no matter what you've done in the past, no matter what your life looks like right now, no matter what, what, whether you're searching this whole thing out and trying to figure out what Christianity is all about, or, or if you've been, you've been a Christian for 15 years and here recently you messed up and you messed up big, here's what you need to know, that God still loves you. God still loves you. Here's what Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 through 6 says. It says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance. Come on, anybody glad that God decided in advance? Anybody ever been in a situation in your life where you were glad that somebody decided in advance that they were going to like you before they really got to know you? Come on, can I get a better amen right there? God decided in advance before you did what you did, before you went where you went, before you made that mistake, before 
You chose what you chose. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. Come on, somebody say wanted. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we, pray, we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. God loves you. Come on, can we just say that today? Let's just make it personal today. Let's just say this out loud. God loves me. God loves me. Maybe we need to say it like 21 times so you can get it in your spirit today. God loves me. No matter what I've done, no matter where I've been, no matter what's going on in my life, God still loves me. He still loves me. It does not matter. God's love is not conditional. God loves you just because he loves you. He loves you just as you are with your mess and with your failures and all of those. And you thought that whenever you gave your life to Jesus that you chose God, but before you ever chose him, he chose you. Do you believe that today? God loves you. God chooses you. He would choose you all over again. If you were the only person on planet Earth, he would still send Jesus to die for you because he loves you that much. Amen? That's good news today. Let's take a, take a, a peek at clip number two. Lizzie comes with two younger siblings, Juan and Lita. Wait, Juan. wait, so we would have three children? Oh, two maybe, but there's no way we can do three. I mean, that was, wow. we wanted to meet them. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Why would you show us that? Why would you even Are show that? The, they're so cute. That's wrong. Thanks for this lovely meal. Amen. Amen. Okay. Tuck in, everybody. Where's my potato chips? Oh, we're not having chips tonight, Munchkin. Sorry. I want my chips. Lita, Lizzie, Pete and I worked really hard on this dinner, and there's lots of yummy food for you to eat. No! Hey! Lita! Vete a tu cuarto! What Lizzie just said. What would you say? Cuatro. Go to your bedroom. No, cuatro means quart, like quart of milk, right? She said okay. you, you're not gonna have yeah. potato chips, but you will drink that milk. In, in any case, we have this. It's fine. Okay, fine. Okay, let's try some of this meatloaf. Okay. No. Hey. I'm not having chips. Yeah, I don't think she's getting on board with the plan, no. honey. I don't want this. Hey. You sure you don't want to just give her some chips? No, we're not giving her chips. We're just gonna eat. Lita, stay right there. Oh, my God. 
I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. No, no, it's okay. Don't cry. Relax. Okay. Watch your feet, okay? Brace, brace me. Don't touch. I'm so careful, sorry. Okay? You give those to me. Give me those. Calm down. Don't oh, cry. I'll get it. Oh. Just stay there, Mark. These are really, really good potatoes. Hey. Ve a bañarte y de allí vas a tu cuarto y vas a dormir. Gracias. Pero tú tienes que aprender un poco de español. Why would you give a kid milk in a glass cup? I'm sorry, I didn't... Why did she do that? I hate her. That didn't take long. I hate us already. Well, technically, she said she hates you. Hey, what's wrong? Uh, I have no idea. I just woke up this morning and I'm... Oh, you know what? I think I can help. I have this really great detangler. You want me to... Sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Okay. Uh, here. Uh, see. Uh, I'll, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> wow, how'd, you, how'd this happen? I don't know. Yeah. Just let me know if it pulls, okay? Okay. That's good. Better, yeah? Oh, wow. Yeah, thank you. Let me just move it out. She's good. Oh, and check this out. I got here early, and Lizzie saw me, and she came over and just starts talking. To you? Yeah. Not like full-on girl talk, but not the usual silent treatment either. And next thing I know, I'm in full mom mode, giving her advice. Like, <laughs> what happened? What happened? Mom broke oh, the potato okay. chip. Oh, yeah, no, I'm gonna fix you, okay? Here you go. See? Thanks, Daddy. Did you hear that? It's got my first daddy. No fair. I want some of this. Hey, honey, Lita, can I help you with anything? No. No what? Are you talking to me? Who am I? Ellie.
out here, she takes all this stuff out, and she can't bother with the one second it takes to close a stupid door or put anything in the sink. What happened? I found my hairbrush in the toilet this morning. What? I yeah. told you that wasn't me. Of course it was you. I left it in the bathroom for you. And Juan and Lita aren't even up yet. Mama, now he's noisy pants. I'm sorry, sweetie. I thought we were really connecting, babe. I left it there for her with a nice little note with hearts on it and stuff. Hey, okay, okay. Mama, Barbie! No. This isn't even a real Barbie. You've got a real Barbie at home that Santa gave you a few weeks ago. She's body positive. Lita, hey, if you put the doll Stop back, it. I'll get you a giant ice cream sundae. So you're rewarding you this behavior? What? what are you thinking? You handle it. Juan, come on, get out of there, please. Don't hit me, don't hit me, don't what? hit me. What? I didn't. Oh, I didn't hit him, okay? I never have hit him. I would never hit a kid. Lita, Stop. 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 Right now, Stop. you're not getting lunch or dinner. Stop. We're not starving people here, okay? I have this under control. Yeah. Cool. Give it to me. Hey, just take Give me that hey, neck. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, it really looks like you've got it. No, no, no. We're not doing this. You remember I told you we weren't special enough for this? We were doing fine. You said that we were in a rut. Maybe we were spoiled and we didn't appreciate the rut. The rut was easy and quiet. You know, I missed the rut, but you had to be a mommy. Whose idea was it to go and talk to the teenagers? We could have had a toddler. Look, can't start turning on each other here. I think if we just stay calm and we work together, we can find a way to get them out of our house. Now we're talking. Right. That's exactly what I Hello? was thinking. So ungrateful. We're doing everything for them. But guess what? They're not adopted yet. No. No, they're not. We could just put them back. We're never going to do that. It's a nice thought, but we're, we're stuck, aren't we? Yeah. So Pete and Ellie are now foster parents, not to one child, but to three uh, siblings. And things start to get a little bit crazy. As you can see, the kids are fighting. They're misbehaving. They're throwing fits. They're getting angry at Pete and Ellie. They're yelling at them. Come on, some of y'all in the room are like, yeah, that looks like my house <laughs> on a weekly basis, right? Things seem a little crazy and chaotic sometimes. And the reality is, as you can see toward the end, Pete and Ellie, they're having a hard time loving their kids. Through all of the mess and all of the frustration and all of the hard times, they're having a hard time loving their kids. And they even there at the end of this clip, they even make the comment about possibly putting them back. This is not what we signed up for. Let's put them back. They're not even grateful for anything that we're doing. Let's put them back. They're not, they're, not, they're not telling us thank you, come on somebody. And so let's put them back. Let's put them back in the foster care system. But then they come to the realization and they know that they really can't do that. And so through all of the frustration, they make the decision that they're going to keep loving these kids no matter what. And the reality is, as humans, our love a lot of times is conditional. A lot of times our love is conditional. We like to say we have unconditional love, but when push comes to shove, a lot of times it's conditional because people irritate us. Come on, anybody been irritated by a person? Don't nudge the person next to you. Don't, don't touch your spouse right now. People irritate us. People frustrate us. We have a hard time loving certain people. And 
our love can run out on people, and because our love can run out on people because it's conditional, we think a lot of times that God's love can run out on us. For some reason in our minds, because because we feel like our love can run out on people because you frustrate me, you irritate me, you're not getting it together, this isn't what I signed up for, and I feel like my love is running thin, we equate that with the way that God loves us a lot of times. And because I'm getting frustrated whenever I do something, God is frustrated at me. And because when my kid does that, I have the thought that I wish that I could put them back, that God is thinking I wish that I had never made them. We think that because our love can run out on people, that God's love can run out on people. But I came to church today to tell somebody that God's love will never, ever, 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 ever run out on you. It will never run out on you. Just because your love, you feel like, can run out on people around you doesn't mean that God's love will ever run out on you. Why is this true? Because God is love. Love is who God is. This is what it says in 1 John 4, 16. And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. Look at these three words. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. Here's a revelation for somebody today. God doesn't have to work on loving you. <laughs> God doesn't have to, to, to take some time to process whether or not he wants to love you. God loves to love you because God is love. He can't help but love you. In fact, God loves you even when you don't love him. Before you ever even made the decision to love God, God loved you. Here's what Romans 5, 8 says. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While you were not serving God, he sent Jesus to die for you. Before you ever made the decision to love God, he loved you so much that he sent Jesus to die for you. While you were living on this earth and you were still wrapped up in all of your sin, and maybe this is where you're at even today, God still made the decision ahead of time, even though you were going to be in this mess that you're in, to send Jesus to die for you because he loves you. He loves you. No matter what, God loves you and there's nothing you can do to make him stop loving you. Later on in Romans in chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, Paul writes this. He says, for I am convinced that neither death, some of us just need to get convinced today. Can we just pause right here and focus on this word convinced? Paul says, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that what I'm about to tell you is the truth. I'm convinced some of us just need a revelation so that we can be convinced, that we can say this with confidence, say, you know what, I'm convinced that this is how God feels about me. I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
So we see that Pete and Ellie in the movie, they had second thoughts about their foster children. But it's important for you to know today that God has never had a second thought about you. Not one time has God had a second thought about you. Not one moment did you do something that God had a second thought about you. Not in one instance did you make a decision that God has not had a second thought about you. Just because we have second thoughts sometimes does not mean that God has second thoughts. And in the movie, Lizzie, the oldest, she can't wrap her mind around the fact that Pete and Ellie can really love her. And so she decides, as the movie goes on, to go back and live with her biological mom, who really isn't capable of caring for her or her brother or sister. And in clip three, I want you to watch what happens when Lizzie's biological mom comes to pick up the kids. Guys, mom's here. Lita, come on, get your stuff. Hey, you guys picking us up? Where's mom? She was supposed to meet us at the office this morning and she didn't show. She didn't answer her phone. What, did you go to her house? Did you what if something happened to her? Yes, we went to see her. She was very ashamed. She said she can't do it. No, she didn't. No, because why, why would she, um, why would she fill out all the forms and then the court stuff and the reunification stuff? She didn't. Lizzie, your mom said you filled out all those forms. Well, I helped, but so what? She felt she was being pushed into something that she wasn't ready for. No, I, I didn't push her. She's ready. Just, just, just let me talk to her, please, and then... And then we can figure something out and Honey, she can take me home. Honey, when we saw her, it was obvious she's using again. She's not coming, baby. Lizzie. Lizzie. Oh, no, get her. Watch the kids. Just wait there, okay? Lizzie! Lizzie! Please just go away. You're not my parent. No, we're not. But you know what we are? We're here. That's right. We're here. And we love you. <laughs> what? No, you don't. You don't even know me. We do know you. We, we know that you hate cheese, but you really love cheeseburgers. And we know that when you feel good in the morning, you put on a little less makeup than you do on the bad days. Exactly. Yeah. And look, we know that the most important thing in the world to you is to protect Juan Alita from the things nobody protected you yes. from. We know that about you, right? Yes, honey. There's so much that we don't know, but but if you're afraid that we can't handle knowing the bad stuff or the scary stuff, that we can, I promise. Yeah, bring it. I mean, whatever you got, we want it because we love you, Lizzie. Stop saying that. Please just go away. Please. Is Lizzie okay? She's a little upset right now, buddy. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Here she is. So, I know Juan and Leah are more like what you had in mind when you got into this. So, I think the best thing is for you to adopt them and and I'll just ask Karen for um, a different placement so no and no it'll be good it'll no, be good honey. we need your help with Juan and Lita we're not doing this without you I know you feel really sorry for me right now but you really don't it's have got to. nothing to do with what just happened where's the court statement Ellie gave you 
see this? Read that. Lizzie once asked me why we did this, why we took them in. We couldn't give her an answer at the time. We did it because something was missing in our lives and we didn't know what it was. It was Juan, Lita, and Lizzie. You see? You were what was missing, Lizzie. But now you're here and you are stuck with us. That's right. All right, we're going to be at every soccer game. And we're going to buy your first prom dress. Yeah, and it's going to be really, really pretty. All right, and when you graduate high school, we're going to be in the front row embarrassing you. Yes. And then we're going to be in the front row again when you graduate college, too, or even if you don't. But you will be graduating college because it's so important and you're so smart. And I don't mean to push, but it just opens up so many more opportunities. But either way, we're going to be there for you. Right, and someday, I'm going to give you away at your wedding. Right, even if I think the guy's not good enough for my little girl. That's right. Someday in the future. Someday in the way, way, way off, deep, 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 distant future. Lizzie, can we go home now? Yeah, I guess we can. I know you don't like this, but you're going to have to get used to it once in a while, okay? Can I get one of those? Because I haven't gotten a single hug from you since I've known you. Please. <laughs> Lizzie ran away because she felt like nobody wanted her or knew what she was going through. And I know there's some of us in the room today that have felt like that before. You feel like there's nobody in your life that knows what you're going through. I'm going to go ahead and bring the worship team back up. But Pete and Ellie, they loved her so much that they chased after her. And ultimately, they adopted her into their family. With all the mess that they had gone through, with all the frustration, with all the waiting, with no thank yous, they still chased her down so that she would know how much they loved her. And they eventually adopted her into their family. And somebody today, I believe, needs to know that no matter where you are, God is chasing you down. And you walked into church today and you thought you were just walking into church. And you hadn't been in church in three months and you just thought, you know what, we need to get back in church. You've been gone for a while, oh, we need to go back to church. Oh, we're just showing up today because we're going to try out this church. You thought you were coming for that reason, but God knew that you were going to be here. And he wants you to know that no matter where you're at, he's chasing you down. <laughs> and here's the cool thing about God. He never stops chasing. No matter how many places you hide, no matter how many times you push away, God will always be chasing you down. Maybe you've been running today because of bad choices. Maybe you've been running because shame from things that you've done in the past or even just this last week. Maybe you're running because something bad happened in your life and you've been blaming God for it. Something happened to you and you've been mad at God because it happened. Something happened to you and, and you decided that it was God's fault. Maybe you made a decision and now you've got so much shame that you don't know what to do. But I want to encourage you with this verse. It's Isaiah 59.1. And then we're going to pray together. It says, Surely the arm of the Lord is not too short to save nor his ear too dull to hear. Surely 
the arm of the Lord is not too short to save you. And his ear is not too dull to hear you today. So I'm telling you today, if you've been running from God, will you stand to your feet in this moment? I believe God's going to do something as we sing this last song. And you might be thinking that you're too far away because you've been running for too long. Or you keep pushing away people in your life that try to, that try to love on you or, or bring Jesus to you. And today you're here and you thought you were just coming to church. You thought it was just another Sunday. But God had a divine appointment for you to be here in this room today so that he could remind you how much he loves you, that he's always been chasing after you. And no matter what you've done, he still would have sent Jesus to die for you because he loves you. And today he wants to adopt you into his family. I'm telling you today, he wants to adopt you into his family. So with every head bow and every eye closed, nobody looking around, this is between you and God between you and God and this is a this is such an important moment if you're here today and you've been running and you know you've been running and it doesn't matter the reason maybe you've been mad at God maybe something happened to you maybe you've been trying to figure all this stuff out maybe you're at the end of your rope today Maybe you're going through some struggles in your marriage. Maybe you've been trying to do things in your life and it's not working out. Whatever the reason is today, I believe that God's arm is not too short and his ear is not too dull. So right where you're standing, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer. And if you're ready, if you're here today and you're ready in your heart right now, you're ready. And you say, you know what? I want to give my life to Jesus today. I'm tired of running. You know he's been chasing you down. You've come to the realization that he loves you unconditionally no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no matter your past, present, and future sins. He wants to wash them all away today in this very moment. And so I'm not going to call you down to the front, but I believe Jesus is going to meet you right where you're standing in that seat today. So if that's you, with every head bowed and every eye closed, just so we, we know who I'm praying for, I just want you to slip your hand up. You say, I've been running from God. I want to give my life to him today. I'm coming back to Jesus today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see those hands. Let's all pray this together. All of us pray this together. Nobody prays alone for those that are, that are coming to, to faith in Christ for the first time. Or maybe they've been running away and today they're returning to God saying, you know what? I'm giving my life 100% to Jesus today. He's been chasing me down and today I'm going to stop running and I'm going to allow him to wrap his arms around me and love me and help me through whatever it is I'm going through. Let's all pray this together out loud. Just say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Even though I've messed up and I've been living with sin, today I receive your forgiveness. Wash away all my sin. Come into my heart. Help me to live for you from this day forward. Change my life from the inside out. Today I give my life to you. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, can we celebrate today? Come on, celebrate like you mean it today. God's been chasing you down. You made that decision today. Whew.